0: Fewer things take your breath away like the beauty of a sunrise. I was with the group that was out at the cemetery in Fredericksburg this morning. Some of you were there as well. (laughs) It was chilly. Uh, There were some white snowflakes flurrying a little bit. Um, And the clouds kept uh, the most beautiful of sunrise from being seen. But I, I know that you've seen a sunrise before. Fewer things take your breath away. Than the beauty of the sun dawning upon the earth. And it's even kind of a weird time too, isn't it? Like it, it always amazes me how quickly things change when the sun comes up. So like only moments before, it's that still of night. You don't hear the birds chirping yet. It, it's, it's cold, it's dark, even sort of creepy. It's that still of night But then the sun rises, and and the wildlife begins to awake. You hear the beautiful songs of the birds, and the warmth quickly spreads, and the new day has begun. The light has shone upon the darkness and has indeed overcome it, (laughs) and that is what we're going to celebrate today, the light overcoming the darkness. That is the resurrection of Jesus. It's like the sunrise. Breaking through the night and so today we celebrate my friends We celebrate our risen lord The one who was crucified on the cross The one who willingly laid down his life Who took our place who paid that penalty Who took upon himself the punishment that we deserve that's the one we're talking about this morning Not just some random person who came back to life but the one who willingly laid down his life, taking our place, taking the penalty, paying the price once and for all. The one who was then buried in Joseph's tomb and who then rose triumphantly that the grave could not hold him down. He has overcome death and the enemy. Are you thankful for it today? the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. Well, I'm thrilled that you're with us this morning. My name's John. I serve as lead pastor here at MCA. I'm praying that through our time together, your heart and home grow stronger in the Lord. What a beautiful opportunity we have to celebrate on this resurrection day, to celebrate. That Jesus is indeed alive. This resurrection that we talk about is the most important event in all of human history. It's the most important, significant event in all of human history. That yes, when Jesus went to the cross and shed his blood, that meant redemption for sinners. And when he rose triumphant from that empty grave, it means victory. Ultimate victory over the enemy. In fact, there's a teaching in the New Testament, we'll turn there in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, where Paul tells us that our faith is useless without the resurrection. So, starting in verse 14 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul says very clearly if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is what? He says it's useless. And so is your faith. Let's continue reading there. in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 15. He says, more than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but he did not raise him. If in fact the dead are not raised, Paul says, for if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, he says, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. That's why I say that the resurrection of Jesus is the most important event in all of human history. Because if Jesus has not been resurrected, then our faith is useless. It's futile. Because we don't serve a God who offered his life and stayed dead. We serve a God who offered his life, took our place, died a gruesome death on the cross, and on the third day, by the power of God... Was raised to life and he lives forevermore. So Nick said it at the top of the service, but I'll say it again that he is risen. Praise God. Jesus' resurrection was the only way to break the darkness. Only the conquering, spotless, perfect Lamb sent by God. To take away the sin of the world only the resurrection of jesus could break the darkness of sin and death but boy That's kind of hard to believe isn't it? It was hard to believe for people then and it's hard to believe now Because sometimes we just count people out Maybe you've heard the story of bethany hamilton. She was 13 years old when she was attacked by a tiger shark She was out surfing. She lost her left arm in the attack This young woman had dreams of pursuing a career in surfing. But as a young girl, 13 years old, after something so traumatic, no one could possibly tell this girl to get back in the water after something like that. She had lost 60% of her blood during this traumatic event. She is fortunate to even be alive. She had multiple surgeries and was trying to adapt to living life with just one arm. And yet... Her extraordinary story is that just a month later, actually 26 days to be exact, her parents were counting, she was back in the water. She was on her surfboard. She was doing what she was called to do and what she wanted to do. Then just over a year later, a year after her attack, she won her first national title and she went pro. Her lifelong dream came true. See, everyone thought her days of surfing were over. (laughs) Sorry, Bethany. You've been attacked by a shark. Sorry, Bethany, the 14-foot tiger shark has just ended your, your life's dream and your goal. You have one arm now. You surely can't do what you need to on a surfboard where you use your arms for balance. <laughs> Her dream must be finished. And what did she do? She stunned everyone by doing what they thought was impossible. That's what Jesus did. It's a little glimpse into what Jesus did, but count him out. He's dead. He's gone. He must not have been the one who's going to save us. He must not have been the one who's going to overthrow the Roman Empire. But the grave was empty. He did the impossible. By the power of God, raised back to life, shocked the world, and Jesus lives forevermore. He rose victorious. And so... That's what we celebrate. That's what all of this is about. That's why you see pastel everywhere you go. That's why families will gather around tables today at feasts. That's why you have all sorts of celebrations. It's because of the power of God raising Jesus back to life. A risen Savior who is alive. And so as we celebrate today, as we reflect on... What this means, this most important event in all of human history, I want to encourage us to do just two things. I was joking at breakfast saying, I only have a two-point sermon this morning. (laughs) They're not all three-point sermons. I have two encouragements for us this morning, and and these come from Luke chapter 24, which is where Jeremy and Raquel uh, read for us a few moments ago. You're welcome to turn your Bibles there to Luke 24. The first encouragement for us today is to do what these women did these friends of jesus did at the tomb Which is to stand in wonder at the resurrection To be in awe of what god has done So it was on that very first easter then these friends of jesus. They go to the tomb And of course they find it empty like there's no one here (laughs) Uh, There's an angel there who who uh, talks to them They're just they're in awe. They're in wonder what has God done? What has happened here? So, if we look at verse 5, then we see the angels ask these women, Why do you look for the living among the dead? What a great question for us today. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's like, You're not going to find Jesus here. <laughs> he's not dead, he's alive. Stop groping around in dark tombs and graves because this isn't where Jesus is. So I think for you and I today, what what I mean when I say we stand in wonder at the resurrection is we're not going to be searching among the tombs. We're not going to be living life in the dark tunnels and caves of, of places of death. And I think some of you need to hear this this morning. Stop stumbling around in places of death. Stop entering into the darkness. You know you shouldn't go there. You know there's nothing good in there. You know there's no life in there. There's no hope in there. There's no light in there. You know God is not there. Some of you need to hear that today. Stop stumbling around in the darkness of the tombs. Come out into the light of life. That's the message for us this morning. And maybe you say you want to know the truth, but is the word of God part of your daily life? If you want to know the truth, my friend, I can show you. I can direct you to it. You own one. It's in your home. Open it. Read it. Feast on it. Meditate on it day and night. The very words of eternal life. The stories of Jesus. The story of God at work in the world from Genesis to Revelation. The Psalms say in Psalm 119 verse 105, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light for my path. The word of God. Listen, it's time to come out of the darkness. And maybe in your life, the darkness looks like a negative attitude. Maybe in your life, it's it's manifest and it's played out in a way that your family and friends and coworkers see that you're a grumbler and you're a complainer. And you always see the downside. And you always see what's possibly going to go wrong. Start giving God thanks. Start looking for the ways that God is at work. That God is helping you and blessing you. Start meditating on the things that are true and noble and right and lovely and admirable. Anything that's excellent or praiseworthy. Think about those things. That's what I mean when I say stop stumbling around in the darkness for some of you It's this negative attitude and it's grumbling and it's complaining And what does that say To your creator the almighty god maker of heaven and earth When the lot that he has given you when the blessings he has bestowed upon you are only met with your complaint and your rejection May god find within us grateful hearts Celebrating what he has done. He has been faithful. He is good. Maybe your darkness. Plays out more in the form of. Anxiety. And fear. And being being paralyzed by. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I'm uncertain about tomorrow. Or the future. Or where I'm going to go. Or what I'm supposed to do. Shine the light of Christ. Into your heart and your mind. Allow the word of God. God to calm your fears, to give you peace that the scripture says passes all understanding. Be reminded today and every day as you get into the word of God, be reminded that God is all powerful. He's in control. He's sovereign and he is good. He is working all things together for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. You see, this is the power that scripture has in our lives, my friends. And I'm glad you're here this morning for Resurrection Day. And if you don't get anything else out of the message this morning, I want you to get this. Get into the Word of God. Come out of the darkness and allow the light of Christ to shine on you. Your heart, your mind, your life, your relationships, each and every day. The resurrection of Jesus. It it means everything to us. It means... That we too will be raised to life one day. Just like our Lord Jesus died and came back to life, you and I will experience that same thing. That our hope is for eternal life, not for just life on earth. And yet, you don't have to look very far to see people whose pursuit is only things on earth. In fact, I think we're all guilty of it. Pursuing things on earth that might bring us pleasure or satisfaction or happiness. So I want you to hear this this morning that money is never going to fulfill you. Haven't met the person yet who said, you know what, John? I just earned the the dollar that made me totally satisfied. I've got enough. Whether you have a little, whether you have a lot, it's an endless pursuit Money will never satisfy you. Relationships will disappoint you. Those substances that addict you will only pull you further and further and further into the darkness. It's a cruel master. Some of you know that. Some of you have walked that brokenness before. You've been addicted, you've been in the darkness. That's part of the celebration today. The freedom, the hope, the victory that we have only because of Jesus. Jesus calls us to a life of something different than what the world offers. We're not interested in what the world has to offer. We're walking in the light of Christ. Jesus says in John 8 and verse 12, I am the light of the world. He says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of So this is the first encouragement for us this morning as we celebrate the resurrection stand in wonder At what the lord has done stand in awe We're in luke 24 this morning in the next verse verse 6 the angels say to the women Remember how he told you while he was still with you in galilee and they go on there to, to 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 quote jesus The son of man must be delivered over to the hand of sinners to be crucified on the third day be raised again And then look what it says in verse 8. And then they remembered his words. We need to be reminded, my friends, of the words of Jesus. We need to be reminded of the eternal truths of the gospel. Why did these women need to be reminded of something they had heard from Jesus not that long before? Remember, They were stumbling around in the darkness of the tombs. And here's what I've noticed. When you're stumbling around in the darkness, you tend to forget the truth. You tend to quickly forget what's happening in the light. You know, for many of us here, we've made a confession of faith. We've said yes to Jesus and to him being Lord of our lives. We've embraced his plan, his purpose. We've experienced him working in our hearts. But just like these women at the tomb, we need reminded of what God has done. We need reminded of what the Lord has said. You know, I think sometimes we have spiritual dementia. (laughs) And one of the best ways to combat that is to tell stories. It's to share what God has done in your life. Yes, your testimony of when you went from darkness to light, but also your testimonies and your stories of where God has been at work in your life, how he's blessed you and helped you, how he's empowered you, how he's changed you and transformed you. So I'm, I'm, I'm praying today, knowing that for many, we will gather for these Easter celebrations with friends and with family. Share stories today. Share stories about where you've seen God at work and what God has done to bless you. Everyone who hears it will only be encouraged and inspired in their own faith, in their own journey. Stand in wonder at the resurrection. Okay, the second encouragement this morning is to walk with the risen Savior. So if we, if we look ahead then in Luke chapter 24, the next part of this chapter shows these two men who were walking, it's called the road to Emmaus. And they're on this journey and they experience Jesus. They, they walk with the risen savior. And I want to encourage us to do the same thing. You know, most people know that Easter is a really big deal, you, you. You can't help but notice that it's this, this holiday or over the weekend. It's like, oh, well, on Friday we got half day off. It was Good Friday. I'm not sure most people really know why. <laughs> I'm not really sure why, mo- if most people could articulate, why do we go to church on Easter Sunday and why do we search for eggs that have been thrown into the yard? <laughs> why, why do we do these things? And I'm not against those things. I'm just praying that. Today is an opportunity to encounter Jesus. Like, that's way more important than attending an event. That's way more important than sharing a meal or doing some Easter celebration. Like, that we would encounter the risen Christ. That we would indeed walk with Jesus, the resurrected Savior. That, that we would even comprehend And begin to understand the gravity, the weight, the importance, the significance of who Jesus is. It reminds me of a time that the Pope came to the U.S. He had an important meeting that he was uh, eager to get to. He got picked up by a limousine and off they went. The driver of the limousine happened to be a Catholic. He knew who was riding with him and he was not going to exceed the speed limit. The Pope is starting to get a little antsy. Like, hey, could you speed up a little bit? He, it's 55. This guy is going 54 and a half. <laughs> so the Pope asks him kindly, would you just pull over, please? We'll just switch places here because I, I got to get there. Let's go. So they switch spots. The guy gets in the back. The Pope gets in the driver's seat, pedal to the metal. He's going 85. <laughs> Next thing he you knows, there are the lights. The state, he pulls him over and can't help but notice. This is a Pope driving a down the down the freeway. So he immediately calls his commanding officer. I don't really know what to do here. I, I got a really big one. He's like, who do you have? You have the district attorney? No, 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 even bigger than that. Who do you have, man? Do you have the senator? No, you don't understand. This guy, this is, this is big. Who do you have? Is this the president of the United States? He's like, no, this is way more important than that. Just tell me who it is that you have pulled over. He says, okay, I got to be honest with you. I don't really know. But he's got to be important because the Pope is his chauffeur. that we would recognize the gravity of the risen savior, Jesus. So again, if we're in Luke chapter 24 and we see these two men and they're walking this seven mile journey, they're going from Jerusalem to Emmaus. They're sort of shuffling along the mountainside and Jesus comes alongside them. But the scripture tells us they didn't recognize him. Now Luke doesn't tell us why they didn't recognize him, but I suspect that it's the same reasons that we don't recognize Jesus today. We're too busy. Like these guys are in a hurry to get to their destination. It's late afternoon. By the time they arrive, it's nighttime. They're caught up in the events of the weekend. We see in verse 14, they were talking with each other about everything that had happened. They had places to go, people to see, things to do. They were busy. And in their busyness, they didn't see Jesus. They didn't recognize him as Jesus. So I look at our lives, and I see busyness. I I I see that we miss out on the most important things in life sometimes. Why? Because we're busy. Don't miss out on your kids growing up. Don't ignore your spouse's needs. Don't sacrifice your health. Don't neglect your friends and your family. And most importantly, don't be too busy that you don't recognize Jesus. That you don't see the places where God is at work in your life. And give him praise and glory. I think they were too busy. I also think they weren't looking for Jesus. I think the same is true for us. Like these guys who are walking along the road. Jesus comes alongside them. They didn't expect him to be there. They didn't make the connection between Jesus' promise in Jerusalem. And Jesus' presence on the road to Emmaus. Jesus had said what was going to happen. On the third day, he's going to be raised to life. And these were followers of Jesus, but I think there was probably some elements of doubt. How could he come back to life? I think there was some misunderstanding. Maybe he meant something else. Maybe it was some sort of metaphor. They were looking at the wrong things. They weren't looking for Jesus there because they didn't expect him to be there. They were looking at the wrong things. It reminds me of a story I heard about a man, and he moved from Colorado to the Plains. I think it was in Kansas. And he built this house with a large picture window. He, he could just see miles and miles of the beautiful uh, plains. The only problem is, he said, there's nothing to see. <laughs> and at the same time, there was a man who moved from the plains of Kansas out to Colorado. He builds a big house. He's got the picture window. It's overlooking the Rockies. And you know what he says? I can't see anything. The mountains are in the way. <laughs> The the two men on the road to Emmaus, they didn't see Jesus because they didn't expect him to be there. They weren't looking for Jesus. And I think we do the same thing. I think there's another reason, and that is, where's our focus? We don't see Jesus because our focus tends to be on ourselves. Now, remember, these men I shared, they were followers of Jesus. They They were believers. They were part of his tribe. They were depressed Because they had heard about his death In fact verse 18 tells us that very clearly that their their faces were downcast or depending on which translation they were full of gloom I love what theologian william barclay says in his commentary on that verse. He says Their hopes were dead and buried along with jesus And so with their sandals sort of shuffling and scuffling along the road They were discussing everything that happened and they were Filled with gloom and sadness. They were probably crying. They were probably saying, I feel so sad. I'm so disappointed. How can this have happened? They were focused on themselves. They were so focused on themselves that they didn't recognize that it was Jesus who was walking beside them. And aren't we often guilty of the same thing? When I'm just fixated on my own issues, on my own struggles, and my own feelings. Where's God in that? We miss Jesus when we're too focused on ourselves. Now, what's interesting in this story, Luke chapter 24, the moment of recognition. When their eyes are open and they actually see Jesus for who he is, and it's when he breaks bread with them. This is down in verse 30. It says, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. Can you imagine receiving communion from the nail-scarred hands of Jesus? Of course they recognized him. Can you imagine Jesus breaking the bread? My body, broken for you, dear friends. So this breaking of bread, it's amazing, but it's the moment of revelation. It's the moment where their eyes are opened. Where they begin to see that resurrection light is dawning. That truth began to pierce their hearts. Hope began to well up and abound where only there was grief before. And the face of Jesus came into view. He is risen. I said, (laughs) he is risen. risen So I'd like to suggest to you this morning, just as these men walked with Jesus, the risen Savior, so can you and I. That we can walk with him in loving communion. By recognizing Jesus for who he is. The risen king. The living savior. The one who has time for us even when we're too busy for him. The one who is looking for us even when we're not looking for him. The one who will give us hope even amidst our doubts. That we can walk with Jesus. That we can commune with God, our Heavenly Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ. The One who made us. The One who, who knows us. Who wants to have a relationship with us. You see, this was all part of God's plan. The crucifixion of His Son, Jesus. Like, from the manger to the cross, Jesus indeed fulfilled God's plan and purpose. And so take great comfort that God is in control. That that he is carrying out his plan of redemption in your life, in this church, in this community, in our state, in our nation, and in our world, in all the cosmos. That he is carrying out his plan of redemption. So even when things happen that we don't understand, we say, okay, God, you're in control. Okay, God, I trust you. So we're not going to understand why everything happens, but that's okay. And I want you to hear this morning. I want you to hear this, that your life is not an accident, that your circumstances are not an accident. The fact that you're here this morning is not an accident that God has planned this. He has ordained this. God has Watching over you. He is ordering your steps. Psalm 121 says, The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. And yes, there are days in our lives that are not easy. There are moments that we would just rather forget. There are times to give up, times to give in, times to move on, but not today. There are days where the darkness just seems to surround us. But not today. Today is like a sunrise that resurrects it all. Today is a light breaking forth into every darkness. Why? Because of Jesus, who has risen, who lives forevermore, who shines brighter than any sun. And so today, we look into that empty tomb from a distance, and we see With wonder and amazement that by the power of God, it's empty. He's not there. He's risen. So if you've been knocked down, if you've lost your way in the darkness, maybe you've forgotten what God has done for you, what God has done in you. Maybe you've wandered from the Lord and you've gone further than you ever imagined. Will you gaze with me? with wonder to see not just that empty tomb, but to indeed see the very face of Jesus, to recognize him for who he is and to walk with him and to step boldly then with Jesus into a newness of life that only he offers. Let's go to him in prayer. Lord God, we are so grateful for your plan of redemption. For your mission in the world. That you won't quit, you won't stop, you won't give up. But that you will carry out, you will press on, you will see to completion. And the things that you have started in us, oh God. Those seeds that have been planted. Those seeds of faith. That you would water and nurture and cultivate those. That we might bloom and blossom and flourish and be fruitful for you. That, oh God, your light would shine upon those living in darkness. That, oh God, those who are stumbling around in the tombs would come out into the light of day. So, Lord, I pray with boldness this morning that by the name of Jesus... Those chains would be broken. That we would experience freedom only because of Jesus. And if you're in this place today, in just a few minutes, we're going to conclude. We're going to dismiss. We would invite you to come up to the front. We would love to pray for you. We would love to pray with you. Our prayer team is going to be right up here, ready to serve, ready to minister, ready to bless, to go with you before God's throne of grace. So Lord, thank you for your resurrection light. Thank you for your son Jesus who has broken into the darkness the light of the world. May we stand in wonder and awe at who you are today and then walk with you knowing you as our savior. Knowing a life with you That begins now and lasts forever. Lord, we bless you and we thank you. And we pray only in the precious name of our risen Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen.